0: What's up? Welcome to the Fit Trials Podcast. I'm Tori. I'm an online fitness coach possessed by cultivating fitness transformations. I take the exhausted, tried-everything individual and breathe them into a healthy lifestyle machine. With guest appearances from other entrepreneurs in all industries, we tackle the trials and tribulations of fitness and business together and have a little fun in between. So if you're ready to level up, let's dive in. friend welcome to the first ever solo episode by yours truly if you're new here i'm tori you can find me doing handstands or being slightly sarcastic nice to meet you today we're talking about fat loss torching the fatty fat First, I'm going to tell you the 10 mistakes I commonly see with people trying to torch said fatty fat, and at the end of this episode, I'll list out the 10 questions you need to ask yourself to ensure that you're in the right position for fat loss. Some of this is going to be tough love, so if you're easily offended, I suggest you put your blinders on and buckle up, buttercup. Number one. You are stressed out. Your body is in constant homeostasis, or trying to be, and when you're stressed, you release cortisol, which is a hormone that basically tells your body not to give a rip if you're trying to lose fat because all it cares about is survival. The stress you associate with being late for a dentist appointment, because they charge a $9,000 late appointment charge is received chemically the same as you running from a psychopathic death clown. Our brains process these stressors the same way, and it does not put your body in a good position to lose fat. Number two, your sleep is trash. You're either not getting enough sleep or the quality is poor, sad, and unfortunate. Sleep impacts your recovery, impacts your overall energy levels. We know this, people. Turn off your devices, read, stretch, listen to the Fit Trials podcast instead, sleep in pitch dark. You know what you need to do. Number three, you're not hydrating. Again, important for recovery, energy, daily function. If you're having one 16-ounce plastic water bottle a day, first of all, get yourself a refillable water bottle and care more about the planet than you do yourself. Sorry, not sorry. And second, try to drink at least half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. Um, A tip that I pass on to my clients is to, number one, invest in a high-quality water bottle. I'm a fan of Hydro Flask. They keep my water cold all day. I hate drinking lukewarm water. Um, And tip number two, get a water bottle that has a straw in the lid. It's a lot easier to just flip up a straw than it is to unscrew a cap. And that alone makes a big difference in how much water my clients drink. Seriously. Number four, you're not taking care of your micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, fiber. Micronutrients are important for your general health, your hormones, your baseline levels. If you're not even there with your general health, you are not prepared for a fat loss phase. I have some clients who are so enthusiastic, which is great, about getting their workouts in and making sure that they're prepared for vacation and their meal prepping, but they are not even drinking enough water or managing their stress on a daily basis. If you don't have those foundational bricks covered, then Don't don't even think about proceeding into a fat loss phase. You got to get those situated before you can move forward. Number five, your protein intake is insufficient. Now, this is dependent on the person and what their goals are, but most people are okay with about 0.8 to 1 gram per pound body weight. Um, protein is muscle sparing. You need this, especially in a fat loss phase, losing muscle at a similar rate that you do fat is not going to be conducive to your end goal here. Um, now that said in a deficit, you will lose a little bit of everything, muscle, water, fat, happiness, sense of humor, whatever you're eating less, you're hangry, but spare much of that muscle, spare as much of that muscle as you can. Number six. You're not lifting weights. Now, don't get me wrong. Cardio is cool. It's great for your heart health. It's great for preventing cardiovascular disease. No one wants that. It's great for endurance, but it is not, and come a little closer, listen to me, listen to me, it is not a great foundation for weight loss. Tool, yes. Foundation, no. So get in there, lift the weights, pick up the dumbbells. Read the directions on the machine, it's going to be okay. Number seven, you are overestimating your activity and underestimating your food intake. I see this with potential clients all the time. Statistically, people will underreport their food intake and overreport their exercise. So let me break that down for you. The really hard, Sweaty loud hour that you crush at the cycle bar twice a week doesn't equate to a significant energy expenditure for you to be sedentary the other 90% of your hours alive. It also does not cancel out the chipotle lunch and bagels your work has for you every week. We all know you can't outtrain a bad diet, but do you actually know what that means? It actually means you can't out-train yourself and expect fat loss if you're constantly in an energy surplus. So remember, energy balance. You have to burn more than you consume in order to be in a deficit. So that leads into our next point, which is number eight. You're not in an actual deficit. So you say, I'm in a deficit. Well, how do you know? When was the last time you tracked your food? Have you ever tracked your food? Do you actually weigh out your food instead of eyeballing a portion of cereal that's actually four times the serving size? Protein, chicken, are you just eyeballing what you think is maybe four or five ounces or are you actually putting it on a scale and being certain? No, you do not have to track food for the rest of your life. But if you haven't been able to lose fat or lose weight for a long time, This could be a factor that's impacting you. In that same vein, empty calories, man. Alcohol adds up by the end of the week. If you have, let's say, a couple of drinks five days a week, so my go-to drink is a vodka soda with a lime or a lemon, depending. If I have two of those five days a week, that can add up to at least an extra 1,000 calories at least, which can really mess with your deficit. So one time I was speaking with a client, and his job was in a bar. Um, with, so he was around alcohol all the time. It was really common for him to just have a few drinks while he was working. And after we calculated it out, because he he would have mixed drinks, which I know is very common for a lot of people, he would have like a Moscow Mule, or he would have a whiskey ginger, and those add up to like 2 to 300 calories. So if we if we lowball and say so he was having I think like I don't know maybe th- three drinks a night on average. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it amounted to about 6,000. Listen, 6,000 calories added up by the end of the week and I was like, "Dude, this is why you're not losing weight. Like this is your, this is it. This is it, homie. This is it. So, um, you know, again, with portion sizes, just make sure that you are, you know, watching those empty calories, four ounces of wine compared to eight ounces of wine makes a really, really big difference. Um, so just be watchful of those things. Number nine, you are too aggressive. You're trying too hard, dude. You slash your calories too low and you keep falling off the wagon because it's not sustainable. When you deficit, you got to do it slowly. You know, if you're maintaining at 2200 calories a day, you don't want to slash your calories to 1200. That's not going to do you any good. Depending on you and all of your individual factors, height, age, weight, gender, body composition, you perfect little snowflake you, your calorie needs are going to be way different than your homie Simon from sophomore year PE. So, you know, remember that your goals and your requirements are going to be different than your friendly neighbor. Just remember that. Number 10, and this one kind of ties everything up into a big fluffy red bow, and that is consistency, the word that falls on deaf ears every single time. Fat loss, muscle gain, whatever your goal is, it is basically an experiment, and you're going to have a lot more clarity when you have more consistent variables. You sleep at eight hours every night? Cool. You manage your stress at a four on a 10, scale of one to 10, word. And no, the scale cannot go higher than 10. Steven, put your hand down. If you can nail down the most basic variables, it is so much easier to identify what obstacles are keeping you from seeing progress. If all else is the same, maybe it's my food, eat the same thing seven days in a row. That fits your deficit and see what happens. Weight goes up still, maybe it's your activity level. It's a lot easier to make those gauges when you are consistent. And just to give an idea of what consistency actually looks like, take a step back and look at how frequent you are with your activity and how consistent that is. Do you work out every single Monday or do you maybe work out two times a week versus four times a week the next week? Um, are you skipping breakfast some days and having it other days? You know, just taking a look at those really little details that most people overlook. And you know, if you struggle with analyzing all of that, if that's overwhelming, if that feels like too much work, then buddy, it's time to get a coach. Seriously, it doesn't have to be me, but find a coach that can help give you the guidance and accountability if it's been two years and you haven't lost five pounds. Save yourself the struggle. It's the best investment you'll ever make, seriously. You know, I wonder if I should title this episode 10 Fat Loss Mistakes or if it would get more clicks titled 10 Reasons You're Still Single. Your sleep is trash. You're too aggressive. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just kidding. It could work though. Anyways, that's showbiz. Okay, ask yourself these 10 questions. Number one What is your stress on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high on a daily basis? Number two, how many quality hours of sleep do you get every single night? Number three, do you drink enough, if any, water? Please, for God's sake, stop using plastic. Number four, do you get enough micronutrients from a nutrient dense diet? Number five, do you eat sufficient protein? Number six, Do you lift weights or have some type of resistance training going on? Number seven, get serious. Are you really as active as you say you are? Are you really eating as much as you think you are? Number eight, check if you're in a deficit. Track your food for a few days. How do you average out by the end of the week? Number nine, do you need a break? Have you been dieting for a while and your body is resisting you and are your calories too low to begin with? Number 10, are you consistent? Are you really, truly consistent on all levels? What variables constantly fluctuate for you? And this is kind of like a bonus question. Number 11, can you afford to keep doing this on your own? Is it worth it to you to continue with trial and error, doing this by yourself and risk not seeing results for another year, another two years, another five years? Is this a slippery slope that could get out of hand if you don't do anything about it? So think about getting a coach. Think about signing up for a class. Sign up for a race. Challenge yourself. Get help. Before you head out, I would genuinely appreciate if you took a screenshot of you listening to this, tagged me at the Fit Trials on Instagram, or tag me on Facebook. Use hashtag PsychopathicDeathClown or some other ridiculous thing I said on here so I can see that you guys are enjoying this stuff. Please leave a review. Words are power. It supports this podcast more than money ever will. And thank you for coming. See you next time.